Hi, this is Shonda Pierce, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. Don't miss anything. On today's episode, we sit down with comedian Shonda Pierce, who's currently on tour. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, a podcast for Christian music fans, by Christian music fans. Brothers, I know we often on this podcast will talk about fast food, but we have to go there again. Is that okay? It's something we're we're good at it. We're good at talking about it, and I think that's the thing. But And it's funny that's, because hey, I me. never talked about – before this podcast, I never talked about fast food with people ever. But since we've started this, every time I see an ad or something, I think about you guys. And so today I saw a McDonald's. It popped up, and I think on my phone or something, and it oh. said the McRib is back and something, yes. you know, whatever. Okay, here's the thing. I immediately oh, thought of favorite. how much I do not like what? the McRib. I mean, okay, I feel like I remember growing up. And I liked it, but I think I tried it, I don't know, five or six years ago. And I was like, that's the grossest thing ever. Um, The onions are like fingernails. The sauce is usually cold. It's the gross. meat is like jello. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Um, it, But some people love it, and I get that. And if you like the McRib, you know, I forgive you. Um, But what are – it made me think of what are some other fast food do you guys have like a fast food that you love that other people hate? Like what's a divisive fast food for you? Like, do you have one of those? Like Jacob likes the McRib. I can't stand the McRib. Um, do you guys have anything else? I mean, I, I love, I love yeah, White Castle. I mean, I, I hear people complain people about White Castle it. all the time, but, but here's the I thing. Like I mean, White Castle's fine yeah, once every two years. Like, like it's like two burgers once every two years, and you're good. Oh Lord, not that far. I mean, if That's I'm right, it's, if, if I'm like the milk of magnesia, go, I'll go straight to the slider, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least at least sure. like White Castle tastes all right. You know, here's it's actually, better, it tastes better than milk of magnesia, so. I will I give White it. Castle like, this. I'd rather eat a little they mini burger than breakfast. drink some. If you've never had White Castle breakfast, it's really good. They make everything fresh. They're they fried do the sausage patties fresh, and it's their eggs are like real eggs. Their breakfast is good. Um, it's just as good as like a breakfast from you know I don't know Waffle House or something, uh, but it's a lot cheaper. So it's not um, bad, but I definitely not a. I, I probably haven't had a White Castle burger in whew, long time. Long time. I think for me, the mm, shame. yeah. Okay, no, you go ahead, Jacob. Uh, you brought up the Mc. I was just saying you brought up the McRib. McDonald's is calling it the farewell tour. I don't know. I feel what like that it's means, a it's a marketing, but ploy. they better it's bring a marketing back that ploy. sucker next fall. But they're saying get it while you can because it's the farewell tour. I mean, My it's like what Taco broken. Bell did with their fries. Does not come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're. Yeah, you your eat too many ribs. You be getting a big stent in your heart. <laughs> that's like that's like Taco Bell. That no, that's like McDonald's or Taco Bell getting rid of their Mexican pizza. I mean, that was a bad bad thing on their end, and they brought it back. Yeah, um, it had several petitions, and now it's back. I do. Um, I, dab- I dabble. Do y'all like the I Mexican dabble. pizza uh, from Taco Bell? I do. I always forget. I always forget about it. <laughs> I always so like I, to get it and I get was the thinking hot about, sauce packets and um, then put like three or four. It's hot not sauce fast food, it's so good. but you know, in the whole, in the same vein of, yeah, in the same vein of think, things that it's you DiGiorno. like. Like food wise that other people either love oh or hate gosh. or whatever. I think one of those things and me and the three of us are on the same side of this topic, but I feel like especially with the holidays coming up soon, eggnog is one of those things that people if you say something about eggnog, they're like, Oh, that's gross. Um, yet our family we consume Great. it. Oh, we yeah, we love it. We love it. Yeah. Our you family, hate it or you we, love it. The three of us love it. Um 
bro, mm. right now I've got Guess some. what I already yes. have in my fridge. And here's the thing, right as a thirty five year old fridge. Yeah. I've learned I've already a thirty five year old I've learned yeah, to I've appreciate I got it yesterday. Lactate eggnog, ladies and gentlemen. Lactate. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 I now lactate, lactate eggnog. eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I will say though that um I did see that they have Here's oat the thing, milk though, eggnog now. That's blast and almond. I didn't milk. see it last year. That's they have just coconut milk eggnog, thing. oat, almond, and, all of it. No, it for someone that's cut for someone that's it trying to cut back on sugar. Texture. Milk, it tastes just as good. The yeah. silk eggnog is really good too. But but it has just as much sugar, right? It's just different. Uh, no, it's no okay. So the sugar is a lot less in the almond nog. That I have, but um, if you're gonna it's, drink it's eggnog, as you eggnog, go but for it's it. Still thick, but you not, go for it. You know. But it's very good, the almond nog. But I am already planning the layout of my Christmas lights. Um, just waiting for it to be socially acceptable. Oh, I've already. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine's prepared. already. Mine have been on my house still. <laughs> However, since. I ha- since, Since we started uh, this podcast, <laughs> yeah, no, I put them on before Christmas last year. However, I have to take them all down to hang the new lights because this year and from here on out, I am doing pixel lights. So my house will be the house that the is result. flashing and going. No, it's going with all the music and everything. Like you'll tune into the radio. Like that will be my house. So your neighbor, you're going to have traffic in your neighborhood and your neighbors will... Well, the great thing is, is I'm on a cul-de-sac, so I... It should be just smooth traffic Until around. Until they are stopping in front of your house so, and you're trying to go like, to Walmart like to go get formula traffic. or something. And then it's like, okay, guys, I'm turning <laughs> the stinking lights off. Yeah. So this interview was so much fun. We were all over the place. Uh, she is was so funny and i don't even know like how long did we talk guys before we actually hit record it was a good 20 30 minutes but it was so well, much fun thing. This interview. I, I don't know if we were all yeah. over the place <laughs> she was all over the place we were just trying to we were just trying to keep up with her and i don't know we talked for yeah. a long time but i feel like you probably spent more time editing out some <laughs> of the things than we actually did talking but i don't it's, know it's still yeah it's a good interview and like I said, it's it's fine because she is she is a hoot, and uh, you need to go see her on tour. Go to her website, and uh, she's coming to a town near you. So we've had. And I'm so sorry about the technical difficulty. This is what you, what happens when you interview a 62 year old. Don't worry about it. You know, but we've, we've, if you uh, were interviewing Mark Lowry right now. He's got a big green screen and a microphone. It looks like he's talking from Hawaii. He got he when COVID hit, he he got all in. And oh, he, yeah. he used to call and fuss at me. You need to get online and encourage people. Well, I can't see people. Yeah. <laughs> I have to see their faces. Yeah. So yeah, he's he he's just all in. And he's online every day, and I am not. And so my career is pretty much in the toilet now. (laughs) I'm glad we could interview you on your way out. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to be on my way out. Why can't I retire? I cry so I even walk out on stage and tell everybody every night, stop buying tickets. I'm trying to retire. (laughs) I'm over this, guys. (laughs) You know, I know we said we wouldn't do this. We wouldn't do the video. But, you know, I'm feeling like I look pretty good. (laughs) You can push push a video. I don't care. (laughs) At this stage of my life, I don't care. So I'm in the guest room of my best friend's house. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So oh, look. Got- Jacob's like, yeah, okay. We're putting the video. He's high. Yeah. What happened to Jacob? His, uh, Where'd you his, go, Jacob? He's right in here. the middle of the of no, nowhere, Florida, and his yeah, internet but- is not good. So his video oh, might go in and out. I thought he had out. to pee. Oh, you no. know. <laughs> 
Don't take your phone into the bathroom, Jacob. No. <laughs> so Let we've me had fix my hair. <laughs> we've had Bob Smiley. Oh, yeah. We've had Jeff Allen, Tim Oh, Hawkins. I'm so sorry. And now we have the RIAA's best-selling female comedian, the Queen of Clean, Shonda Pierce. Thanks so much for joining us this evening. Isn't that funny? I know you're going to edit all this. <laughs> no editing. <laughs> we had hours of conversation before the introduction. Just yes. yeah. But isn't that the funniest thing you ever heard? When I... When I got that whole little accolade thing, and I went to the ceremony, they had a little party for me, you know, trying to make me feel good about myself. And and uh, they food? read the thing, you know, the most awarded female comic, the, the agents and managers, you know, the most awarded female comic in history. And I looked at the guy and said, I just find this so hard to believe because there's Ellen DeGeneres and Joan Rivers I mean, there's secular comics. Mm. Uh, there's, what's the girl, Chelsea Handler, all these people. <laughs> and the guy goes, I know, we did the math twice because we've never heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is the story of my life right there, baby. It's so hard. But I, I feel very, very grateful. I think uh, titles like, am I looking at the right spot? Yeah, if you yeah, just look in the good. general direction, you'd be fine. No, should I turn? What if what if I turn it upside down? Now, oh shoot, is that the right spot? Well, it's, now I'm looking. Now you're oh, upside yeah. down, <laughs> man. Now you were upside down. I just want to hide the chins. That's all that matters. <laughs> no, but seriously, you know you um you work. You just put your head down. And you do the work, and then you get all these little awards and stuff, and you go, oh, really? I've done that? But I I feel so, I don't know. I, I don't know that I run in the big leagues of, you know, the young youngsters, yeah. the uh, Bob Smiley's, who's going to be a superstar, um, John Chris, you know, all those people. I just feel like I'm so old and out, and then they all call me to get advice. And my vi- advice is always the same. Get out while you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shonda, we we recently saw that you were doing some Broadway um, with John Schneider, and you know all that the stage, the whole production. You know, it's probably a lot different than stand up. So, how was that experience? I I wish I could share share with you the meme. Oh, I wish I could figure out how to do it. I share with you the meme I sent my friends that said, save me from Amish hell. <laughs> <laughs> Not that the Amish are in hell, but it was so hard. I am so um, old. It just showed my age, you know, a little bit. And that's always hard for a woman. But it was... Um, it was the most challenging thing I've done in a long, long time. Stage production. And I've been in like, you know, five or six, maybe seven movies. But um, stage production is a whole nother ballgame. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, um, on a theatrical note, they work hard. The people on Broadway, the people that do these incredible shows... You start, you know, the show starts at 7, and you don't stop for any reason. Mm. Uh, film is easier, what mm. I discovered. Film, you can do your scene, and they say cut, and you can turn the camera, and you can stop, you can rethink it, you can do it again, you mess up a line, you do it again, cut, do it again. That's easy. I've, I've decided that movie actors are so overpaid. Mm-hmm. And Broadway actors are so underpaid. Yeah. It is hard work. But then what we did was take that broad, that Broadway-esque production and filmed it. Um, you know, Up TV and I think Fathom Events, they'll put it in the theaters for a little bit. Which I love about Fathom. They put operas and everything out there, you know. Mm. So, so those who could never go to New York and see a Broadway movie 
a musical or, you know, they get to, those who could never go to the Met and see a beautiful uh, ballet or an opera, you get to see it in your local theater, which is also very scary because <laughs> this could be the end of my career. <laughs> I'm a well, fat housekeeper. It could, could be the start I, of a new one. You might I be getting yourself really, into something. I play a fat housekeeper. I don't her- know that it was written for a fat housekeeper, but when I saw myself on film, I'm a fat housekeeper. We heard Lion King, the Broadway production of Lion King was going to be calling you soon. Be a part <laughs> of that. <laughs> well, I won't be Simba. <laughs> I'll, be the, I'll be the hippo. You know, when oh, the credits roll, it says fourth hippo. That'll be me. Oh. <laughs> so, Shonda. What? How, how did you get your start into comedy? Oh, here we go. <laughs> now, now we're on the page where he tasked all the stupid questions. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I. Okay, here's always my pat answer. I worked at Opryland, which was a theme park in Nashville. Um, when I was 23, I auditioned, and they put me in a show that gave the history of country music. And I didn't know a thing about country music. I mean, I really, really, really used to hide a radio under my bed as a teenager just to get to listen to Three Dog Night. Joy to the World was my favorite because I thought, at least if you're hearing Joy to the World, all the boys and girls, maybe you won't go to hell for that. <laughs> and so, um, I, you know, I, I just was a closet rock and roller and all that. I didn't know anything about country music. But I got a job in a show that gave the history of country music by the way of impersonating different people. And I impersonated Barbara Mandrell, um, Kitty Wells, uh, uh, Brenda Lee, you know, all these country music people. And I entered, I did impersonate Dolly Parton. I used a lot of socks. That's something she's known for? Socks. I don't think. He, I don't think they're. I don't think she uses the socks like I had to use the socks. Uh, but anyway, and then I got the part of Minnie Pearl because I didn't know how to dance, and I fell in love with the laughter. I didn't want. I didn't care if people. You know, I did the Mark Barbara Mandurel part that had the really pretty glitzy, you know, dress and all that. I just fell in love with hearing people laugh. And I look back in the history of my life, and as a theater arts major, I remember auditioning, and everything I would audition for, I wanted the funny parts. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I, I I didn't think, I didn't know that that's what I was headed for, but I auditioned for all the funny roles. And so, comedy is just like, you know, I'm a middle child, maybe there's something to it, you know. I wasn't really the class clown, but I was the cut up. You know, I was mm-hmm. the one that whispered the funny line to the guy next to me, and he told it. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't in trouble. get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. So it was that kind of thing. I that's been my life, you know. And I, yeah, you know, I can't. I don't regret it. I don't. I don't apologize for it. I love the sound of laughter, yeah. and I. And I think it was so providential. When I got my job at Upperland, there was nothing funny in my life at the time, except for my marriage. I had just married my high school sweetheart, and I felt like life was starting anew for me. And so it was like this fresh laughter and this fresh wind, and... It, it was just a beautiful time of being young and silly and stupid and and enjoying the gift of what laughter does for your body and for your life. And when, you know, Proverbs says laughter doeth God like a medicine. Can I tell you how many times in my career I've been introduced by pastors and promoters? You know, the Bible says laughter doeth good like medicine. 
which is really their way of saying, please don't fire me for having her here. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It's so true. I'm like, oh, he's just trying to get permission to his congregation, you know. (laughs) But it's so true. And those years of Opryland, it was laughter to my, that laughter was a soothing you know, to my soul, and I fell in love with it. And when you fall in love with something, you want to share it. And I think that's why I decided that laughter would be a great way to start my testimony, my story. Mm-hmm. My And my story wasn't all that great. And so I needed a good opener, and, and laughter became the good opener. And why do you – so – Obviously, laughter is something that, you know, God's given us. It's a gift. Um, why do you think it's so important to, to give people that? You know, when, when, you're, when you're making people laugh, uh, what have you seen or how have you seen God use that? Well, there's the physical. There's the endorphins. You know, there are oncologists that use uh, comedy videos and Andy Griffith videos. They play them in the room where they give everybody their chemotherapy. That's a given. Uh, we, all, we all know that laughter makes your endorphins move, and so any medicine being introduced into your body flows quickly. I remember going, my mother had breast cancer, and when she went in for her chemo and hooked up to all the IVs, on all the screens, they had funny videos. They had funny stories, funny sitcoms, and when my her oncologist met me, he started playing Shonda Pierce videos all the time. When I got placed into a psychiatric hospital because of depression, the hardest part of the night was going into the day room and seeing all my videos on the shelf. Play these, you know, going to make you laugh. It laughter is a physical release that is so desperately needed for the body. Mm. And then the spiritual, uh, where we don't take ourselves so seriously, where, um, you know, where Proverbs does is laughter doeth good like medicine, where even Jesus used a little sarcasm and laughter. When he said um, it is easier for a, a camel to get through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven, the vernacular of that day, that was sarcasm, and that was funny. And and so Jesus used jokes, you know, so laughter was important even back in the day. So there is, there is amazing um, uh, physical and scientific and spiritual reasons that laughter works. Yeah. And I'm so glad to be in that league. Yeah. And Shana, who makes you laugh the most? <laughs> well, tonight, you guys have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Hooking up to the internet with you guys has been hilarious. You know? <laughs> my son, my son is my muse. Today, my son is 33 years old. I don't know when this will air, but he is, he'll be 33. I mean, he's 33 on this day which is September 6th. He is the funniest guy I've ever known. If he ever got into stand-up, he'll be a superstar. Yeah. He, oh. needs, he needs just a little bit more of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe he'll see this someday, which I doubt. He doesn't even do social media. How did I give birth to a millennial snowflake progressive child? <laughs> I I don't know how he grew in my womb, you know, but what I love about him is even our politics and all that is so opposite, but we love and respect each other immensely. Mm -hmm. I wish, I wish the rest of the world could learn that, but he makes me laugh. Um, Time with my girlfriends, my secretary who's outside the door going, I blew this whole thing. Oh goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, she makes me laugh. I keep a whole file on my phone about Glenda isms. I call them Glenda isms. 
because she's so funny. <laughs> she doesn't mean to be, but she's so funny. My mother used to make me laugh. She's in heaven now. But, oh, my God, that was a funny woman. Um, you know, I I get my joy out of observation. Mm. For instance, today I was in a mall shopping with Glenda, and I'm building a house, so, you know, we're looking for little details in here and there. And there's a couple of ladies that looked like they were about to get in a fist fight over what furniture store they're going to next. And they didn't know me. I didn't know them. But I interjected myself in the conversation, and it became hilarious. So observation is the greatest gift for comedy. Oh, yeah. yeah, observation is it. If you can't go to the mall and sit on a bench and find something funny, don't ever get into stand-up comedy. Then, then, go, <laughs> then, go to, then you should go to Walmart because guaranteed yes. you'll find something funny there. Absolutely. Go to Walmart or First Baptist on whatever corner you are. Right. <laughs> exactly. Same crowd, just different day. Absolutely. Uh, my awesome. favorite, you want to know my favorite joke in the world? Let's hear it. I rarely, rarely tell it on stage, but it's so, okay, it is the premise, the setup, and the punchline, perfect. The background, uh, all the deep content, you can get out of all of it. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's hear it. What's the di difference between an Episcopalian and a Baptist? What? An Episcopalian will say hello to you in a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> we love all Wonder of our Episcopalian uh, <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> and your Baptist. There's more Baptists, so we gotta love them too. Yes. Oh my you God! Would. Is there not such truth? Is there not such truth in it? I wonder why you don't use that one on stage very much, Shonda. I do use it. I use it all the time. You know, at this stage of my life, I'm 62. I tell everything. I'm hoping to ruin my career. <laughs> I think someone has, you know, someone has referred to our podcast as the TMZ of Christian podcasts. So, yes, if you're going to break a story, here's the place. Absolutely, I'm just saying that's what needs to be done in this Christian market. You know. <laughs> now, on a serious note, on a serious note, I just talked the other day to a, a great Christian artist. Y'all should talk to him, Brian Duncan. We have. Yeah, we have. We've had him on here. We have. Well, then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many people that come and go and Christian them, and they get, you know, there's bad rumors, good rumors, whatever. But there are, I just love Christian artists who are real. Mm -hmm. I, uh, my, um, my brother, which he kills me because he gets great titles before I do. He wrote a book called Failure and How I Achieved It. Is that a great title? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. But also, I want to write a book that says, I don't trust anybody that doesn't walk with the limp. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. Remember, oh, yeah. When God touched the hip, because he wrestled with God and God talked, touched his hip and Elijah said he he never could walk again uh that's my that's my thing I love I love Zach Williams mm -hmm. I love, Zach Williams has been through the fire he has been addicted he has been he you know, he has a story mm -hmm. I have a really hard time with the pristine Christian people which probably have a lot of secret sin they're not willing to talk about. Oh, yeah. And I think secret sin is ruining the church today. Yeah. What would open the doors to the church today is if people would say, yeah, I'm here today, but last week I cheated on my wife, and I'm trying to get through it. I'm trying to do better. I'm here today. I got drunk Friday, and this is Sunday, and my head still hurts. Mm -hmm. And I, I need prayer, and I need forgiveness. We are so fake sometimes, mm -hmm. and that's what turns the world off. Yeah. 
And to be honest, I think that's the only reason I sell tickets. I'm okay funny. People laugh at me. I write more comedy standing in front of a crowd than I ever do on a piece of paper. Um, but when I die, on my tombstone will be this. There was an elephant in the room, and she talked about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what's wrong with the Christian world and the Christian market. Um, now, at the same time, we want people to know, come to know Jesus, and it improves your life. It doesn't make your life perfect, and you're not going to get it right the first round. But come to know Jesus because you want to make it to heaven. That's what the journey is about, is getting into the kingdom. Here on this earth, is just we're just feeling time. Mm. My goal is heaven. That's my goal. But also my goal is to take as many people with me. And the only way you can take them with you is to be completely honest with your own journey. Mm. Well, that got really dark and yeah. heavy. <laughs> That's good. So, Shonda, you've performed many, many years. Uh, do you still, do you ever get nervous still when you perform? Does, does that ever hit you or? Well, yeah. About the time I hear him going, please make welcome is when I have to pee. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. It's, it's, it's true. It's so funny. I'm like, oh shoot, I should have peed. Which at this age, depends helps. But yeah. the truth, <laughs> you know, the truth of the matter is, yeah, I get nervous. I get nervous. Um, I get nervous. Okay. An Episcopalian <laughs> church? No, not really. <laughs> Those are my peeps. But I. I get nervous in um, I get nervous when there's other artists and these conference things, sure. these women's conferences. I remember long, 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 long time ago. Here's a story. I was in Cincinnati, Ohio, filling in for Sheila Walsh, who was out having a baby, and I was this terrible excuse. Yes, terrible excuse. She should get up and do her thing. But I I was in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio at this big riverfront arena. My first time to ever be at a giant conference called Women of Faith. And uh, it was huge. You know, Women of Faith run its course. It was really a great event. Oh, my gosh. Chris is yawning. That wasn't a yawn. No. <laughs> but anyway, all that... <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. Jake, now, now Jake that you said like, yawn, I am, I am like, I am. Now that we're talking about yawning, I am, I am like holding that yawn back. Right. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, yawn. <laughs> it's just because you said yawn. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm in Cincinnati, really new in my career, and I remember doing a sound check, and this lady walks up. Uh, excuse me, why are you doing sound check? Uh, well, I was asked to fill in, and I usually sing a song before my set and end with the song. And so in the between, I do the comedy. Okay, but you just sound checked three songs. And I said, well, I, I know what I want to start with, but then I try to feel the crowd and see where the spirit leads, and then I know how to end. <laughs> so funny, she goes, you don't know how you're going to end? And I'm like... No. And she says, we're all professional women speakers here. <laughs> and I said, well, somebody messed up because I'm a comedian. Yeah. And, but all that to say, when you get so bound and when you get around people that are, I mean, they think they're all that in a bag of chips. Mm. In Christendom. That's the thing that's been the most discouraging thing in my career. And that's what I decided I would never be. I will never be that person. When I pray, when people come to a Shonda Pierce concert, they see their best friend. And, oh, well, during COVID, I couldn't do it. My manager, everybody was having a stink. You couldn't go down and shake hands and hug on people and all mm. that. But now I'm like, I'm over that. You know, mm -hmm. I got the shot. I got all the stuff you're supposed to do. But 
I, I just feel like in Christendom, in Christian artistry, mm-hmm. I mean, we got the Kardashians and we got the big shot, giant, you know, wonderful three dog night, Michael Jackson, all the, I oh, know that's really dates me, but I'm just saying we got all these yeah. super superstars, and you can't get close to them, and they have bodyguards. Right. In Christendom, no, our, our big superstar is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So if you want to stop me on the way the bus and go, hey, can I get a picture? Heck yeah! Yeah, because our super. I work for a superstar. I work right. for a superstar, Jesus Christ. I don't have to be the superstar. I struggle with the Christian artists. They're trying to look like the superstar. Now, should we have a big light show and all that stuff? Heck yeah. Uh, Toby Mack. Toby mm-hmm. Mack is one of the greatest Christian men I've ever met in my career. He is the real deal. He and his wife, they're incredible people. His music and all of that stuff. Yeah, do the lights and all that stuff because teenagers flock to it. Mm -hmm. And he will win more people to Jesus than some little First Baptist choir that did a cantata last (laughs) week. Oh, yeah. And our churches don't want to hear it, but it's true. Yeah. So... I've never seen a bell choir pack a house out. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that the bell choir wasn't wonderful and it wasn't important and it wasn't beautiful and all the moms and dads come to see the kids ring the bell. But the bottom line is if you want to win the masses, the Bible says, be you not conformed to this world. And what I love about uh, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. So if we're in this world, man, jack it up, you know, compete with the best of them because the end product of what we're talking about is eternal and life-changing. So why would you not package that in the very best way you know how? Now, on Sunday, Mm -hmm. when you go to your local church, that's about discipleship. That's about growing and learning I struggle with the church service that's trying to be the rock star service. My thing is, we got artists that do the, that draw them in. When I go to a Sunday morning service, I don't need smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. I don't need a fog machine before the praise band comes on. I need rich teaching in the word mm-hmm. that will change my life forever. But seriously, that's what I'm saying. That's my whole take about I love church. My whole career has been wrapped around church folks and church people. But sometimes I think they're competing with the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is going to be the thing that ruins my career. That would be so exciting. (laughs) That's, That's too boring. Oh, <laughs> you'd have to go. God. You'd have to go out on. T- you'd have to go out on something a little more extreme than that. <laughs> so, Shonda, we'd like to. We like to um, have a favorite things um, question that we do with our guests to kind of get to know what some of your favorite things are in no, certain categories. So, if you if you'd like, we'd we'd like to to play this game with you where we mention a category and you let us know what your favorite thing is in that category. Sound good? Oh boy, this could be the end of everything. <laughs> this is where we're hoping to end everything for you. This is the one. Okay, good. I've been trying to retire for so long. <laughs> All right, well, I'll get things going. What is your favorite food? Italian. So far, so good. Do I have to be more specific? No. No, that's Pretty perfect. Much anything yeah. Italian, yeah. Yeah. What Do you have a favorite movie? Oh my lord, no, no. That depends on the mood. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption pretty much is the greatest. Anything yeah. Lord agreed. of the Anything oh, Lord agreed. of the Um there is a August Moon. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. 
Then that's weird. How? Yeah. See, I knew Chris and I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, but what yeah. is your your favorite show to binge? My favorite? Oh, can I really say it? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're trying to end. We're trying to end careers right here, right? <laughs> Christian TMZ. Here we go. Well, okay, Christian TMZ. I I have the app, the thing on my television that blurts out the cuss words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but as a comic, Shit's Creek, hands down. Uh, oh yes, it, yes. <laughs> I, and if I, I will lose, say that one, I lose followers. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait. I have a quick story about that. So my daughter, um, my my third oldest, she's going into preschool this year. She's four, and we were at we were at Walmart buying school supplies for all the kids. And of course, you know, she can't read yet. And they had a <laughs> Schitt's Creek folder. She just liked the way it looked. <laughs> and so she's like, Dad, I want that one. Absolutely. And I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like well, sweetheart, you know, um, I don't know. Does she how... go to a Christian? Does she go to a Christian school? New Song Christian Academy. So I thought. Yeah, there you go. So I thought. I was like, well, sweetheart, listen, um, what about the one with the puppy on it? You know, the one, she's like, no, Dad, I want that one. Paw Patrol <laughs> is like... really demonic, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't it crazy that we're crazy about the nitpicky things? We're yep. in a world where if we don't understand the other side of the fence, we're, we're just losing it. I, I watch things that helps me under... You want to know my favorite comic in the world? This one. Yeah. What, how, big is your, how big is your following? Millions. Uh, millions. <laughs> millions. Millions. Billions Eddie. and billions and billions. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Eddie Izzard okay, is yeah. brilliantly funny. I love that he uses historical references... To build his comedy, it it inspired a couple of my videos. I did a whole bit about um, on what was the video? Four Eyed Blind. I did a whole thing about um, Lewis and Clark and the expedition across America. That was inspired by Eddie Izzard, who would who take true historical events and stories. Turn it into a comedy bit, but you would learn so much, and you would you would know what to think and what not to think, whatever. Okay, so the truth about Eddie Izzard, he's a guy who likes to dress like a woman. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I am not the judge of why he does this or who he is. He. He says he's not gay. He's a guy that likes to just dress in dresses, but he likes dudes. I mean, he likes women. I don't understand all that. I don't have that going on in my head. Mm-hmm. But what I do as a comic is appreciate his art. Mm-hmm. What's sad about the Christian community, you can appreciate his art. You can understand the wild thinking and how that makes you think deeper and bigger and as a comic I learned so much listening to him and why in the world would you blackball somebody because you like him I just find him fascinating I would love for him to know Jesus I would love for him to find some freedom of loving who he is and how Mm -hmm. he was created but that's a job for Jesus to do. Mm-hmm. It's not a job for Shonda Pierce to do. Shonda Pierce can appreciate his brain and pray for the changes that needs to take place in his soul and his heart. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, that's my apology for like an Eddie Izzard. There you go. Now, hey, I, I went and saw him. He came to Louisville Shut at the up! palace and went and saw him. It was back in. I don't even remember. It was a while ago. I but saw yeah. him live in Nashville years and years ago at the Ryman. And I've played the Ryman Auditorium a lot. 
So it was just, so, and I just sat there in awe. He yeah. is brilliant. He's brilliant. You will. Lo- I love people that do comedy, and you learn something while you're listening to him. Mm, oh yeah. Um, yeah. If if you wasn't doing comedy, what would you be doing? I'd be a policewoman. Okay. I always wanted to be a police detective or a policewoman. I'd be a really fun one. Yeah. I mean, I would try to make you laugh while I arrest you and take you down, sucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, uh, when I was a kid, I always thought I wanted to be a policewoman. That or a nurse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, the hardest thing was to call that call with my mother that I dropped out of nursing school and changed my major to theater arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a hard call. I would have been a, <laughs> I did a wonderful nurse. I, I love medicine. I wasn't smart enough to be a doctor, but well, nurses, you have to be pretty smart too. But I think I, I would have been in the medical field in some way or the police field. I would be in a servant's role like that. Mm-hmm. But God was merciful to the universe. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have a scalpel in my hand. Uh, well, let's move move right on in these favorite things. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? <gasps> oh, well. This could make or break our relationship, Shonda. <laughs> I love butter pecan, butter pecan ice cream with a little chocolate drizzled on that was it. That was it. Our relationship is over. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is yours, Chris? Um, so there's a local ice cream place here called Graders. They have a black raspberry chocolate chunk. That is... Well, that sounds pretty great. I live in a town that has two freaking tractors. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody came in our town with raspberry chocolate something, they'd probably get arrested for indecent... Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you have a favorite podcast? This one is the only, pod- <laughs> the only podcast go. I know about. Well, <laughs> don't judge me, but I've been prone to listen to a little Joe Rogan. All right. Uh, yeah. Even though he's kind of gotten weird about the whole alien thing. But. My thing is, I have a 33, a 33-year-old son, he's 33 today, who is Mr. Podcast Mania, who's always fussing me that I should have mm. a podcast, but he keeps me up on all the latest podcasts of the universe, mm. and I love cooking ones, but I love, I think Joe Rogan, I like Joe Rogan because he talks to anybody and everybody, Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I- he, he's kind of the first podcaster person out there. Yeah, and I mean, there's, sure, a, there's a reason. I'm he has. sure when he sees this, he's gonna want all of us on his yeah. podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, so that'll be the next call. <laughs> It'll be three guys and a big sister. There we are. <laughs> so Shonda, last on this favorite things is: Do you have a go-to Bible verse? Always, and a lot of it depends on my mood, but for the most part. Always is John six sixty three. One because I didn't know any other chapter had that many verses. Mm. I was trying to be funny. <laughs> jo- <laughs> Jacob, I mean, I was laughing, but Jacob's I, like, I, hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that, but John six six sixty three is close to six six six, and I would that would never be my favorite verse. <laughs> But here's the thing. My favorite verse is John 6.63 because it says, The spirit is everything. The flesh counts for nothing. Now think about that. Anything and everything you're going through in the flesh, it will be over tomorrow. Anything and everything in the flesh is going to be over when you reach eternity. Anything and everything... you know, I I have a I have an ache every day. I'm 62, guys. It'll be over tomorrow. But the the flesh accounts for nothing. Everything you think you're doing great for the world 
everything you think your testimony is accomplishing, it counts for nothing. But the Spirit is everything. Mm-hmm. The, if the Spirit of God is in you and for you, that's everything. I love that verse so much. Yeah. You know what? I'm, that's my devotion for tonight. And now I can lay me down and go to sleep. There you go. Yeah. Well, Shonda, to wrap up, we'd just like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life recently um, that would help build our listeners' faith up. You know, here's the thing, what's going on in my life personally. I carry, now I'm going to cry. Don't make me cry so late at night. (laughs) I carry great pain 24-7. Here's the amazing thing about God. God says, I will carry your burden for you. And that changes everything. When I know when I lay me down to sleep every night, that he's going to pick up that burden and carry it for me, even when I'm asleep. Which means when I wake up, I know that I had put that burden on him. And so I can breathe harder. I have lost... I did a document. There's been three documentaries about my life, and I'm still alive. I don't know what they're going to do when I'm dead. But (laughs) the Laughing in the Dark video, if you ever watched that Laughing in the Dark documentary, I've lost everybody, and I've lost people in a variety of ways, from long death to quick, shocking death to this brokenness of widowhood to um, the estrangement of a child I have experienced all kinds of pain and all kinds of loss I could not walk through that without something bigger than me and there's nothing bigger than me out there than God there's no yoga there's no meditation there's no medication there's nothing that can carry that burden to the cross like God does. And so if I stay in touch with Him, all the brokenness and all the pain is bearable. Mm -hmm. It's when I start wavering away or thinking I can do something on my own or thinking I can grow further than what, you know, I, I ever believed possible. When I get my eyes off of the cross, it 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 doesn't work. So when that song says, turn your eyes upon Jesus, it's really, really real for me. So all that to say, the answer to your question is, the, the greatest thing I can ever do for me and for anybody watching my life is to be honest. And I am honest about the pain. I am honest about the mistakes I am honest it's a true testimony if heaven was still writing scripture have you ever thought about that you know they wrote scripture out if there are scribes up in heaven right now still writing scripture I hope I'm in one of those chapters (laughs) but the stories of broken people the stories of Paul who's had a thorn in his side the stories of Peter who grew who blew it the stories of David who lusted after a woman on a roof that that's my story I want to be one of those stories but I want to be one that got through all that and still glorified God yeah yeah we'll just um, make sure it's not the the verse 666 like you had mentioned earlier that <laughs> you have a better thanks a lot I was trying to be so spiritual, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's true. I mean, so it goes fun. back to what it goes back to what you're talking about the 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 leading with a limp, right? Showing your brokenness, yeah. and yeah. that pushes you to dependency on God. So that's absolutely. That's a good word, you know, it's what I love about uh, Paul, who said, "This thorn in my flesh is what's kept me closest to Jesus." We don't, and people always speculate. They, I've heard theologians say it was a nagging wife. It could have been like a jerk neighbor. We don't. Yeah. It could have been an ailment that never goes away. You know, I can't wait to get to heaven and ask Paul, what was the thorn in your side? Mm-hmm. 
I'm pretty sure. What if he was like, he pointed and was like, it's an actual thorn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ran into a rose bush. <laughs> I'm pretty much sure it was a Democrat. <laughs> 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 that was so funny. <laughs> you guys, where do you live? I mean, I know you'll edit all this, but where do y'all live? We're in Louisville, Kentucky. All of you. Jacob uh, is in Florida uh, now. Yeah. Oh, see? Okay, see? You just you just told a little white lie. Jacob's in Florida. Jess, you're in... Louisville. And Chris, you are... In Louisville. But you're not in the same house. No. No, no. Yeah. See? I don't know why the world can't just get together by Zoom. This has been the most enjoyable night. Yes. Let's do this again sometime. Absolutely. All right, we'd love to, Shauna. Thank, it. Yeah, I'll do thank it you for taking the time. Odd, when I have visual, I'll be all dolled up. Okay, you want to hear? Okay, I know. I know y'all got to go. You have other people. You want to hear? No, you want to hear some funny Mark Lowry stories? And oh, then, let's hear them. And then you can use it when you get him, because I'll make him do it. All right. Because <laughs> I know too much. So. My first encounter with Mark Lowry, I didn't know who he was. Um, I was in country music world, and I was had fallen away from the Lord. I came back to the Lord, and I was working at Upperland at a theme park. And I did a concert, or two, maybe two, where I told about my life as a, as a uh, preacher's kid, and I called it Second Row Piano Side. And I had a songwriter friend of mine who recorded it, and and that recording on a cassette tape fell into the hands of a man named Norman Holland, who was uh, a, an A&R director at Benson Records, uh, and lo and behold was Mark Lauer's best friend. So that little cassette, it was 20 minutes long. It was my testimony of Second Row Piano Side. And it was funny little things. And I sang a song at the end. And that fell. And so I got a call one day from a guy named Dwayne Ward, who was Mark Lowry's manager at the time. And he said, I manage Mark Lowry. And he said, and I said, yes. And he said, uh, he's a Christian comedian. And I said, out of my lips, they have that? (laughs) I had no idea. You know, I'd been away from the church for a long time. I was mad at God and mad at the church. Kind of still angry at the church. But anyway, so, um, and I said, wow. And he says, he's interested in taking you on tour. Now, I came from Uh the country music world. This is the early 80s with a hashtag Me Too. If that had happened then, I know a lot of people would be out of work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, anyway, so he said uh, he wants to go on tour. He wants to know if you wanted to climb on the bus and do 70 cities with him, and he named some other men. Out of my mouth said, I am so sorry, but I'm married. <laughs> 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 and I just don't think that would be appropriate. I have newly, I have given my life to Christ newly, re, you know, uh, rededicated my life to Christ. And I I just don't think that would be a smart thing to do. And it was so funny. And he like, <laughs> he thought I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> and, and he goes, oh, well, I'll report. And I said, by the way, who is Mark Lowry? He sings with the, he said, well, he's a guy, he sings with the Gaither Vocal Band. He's the number one Christian comedian in the country. He sings with the Gaither Vocal Band. And I'm like, there's a vocal band? What happened to Gloria? Because I just died, you know, because it was like a Gaither trio when I was growing up. Well, anyway, it was just a long story. So then I turned him down. And then I got this call. And he says, hey, this is Mark Lowry. And I said, Yes. Now, you know, there's no cell phones back then, children. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. So, you know, he left a message on the, you know, the voice recorder thing. And then he said, uh, and so I called him back and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Mark Lowry. I want to know, why'd you turn me down? And I said, well, 
I don't know who you are. I don't know you from Adam. And I think it would be very inappropriate to get on your bus. And now, you know, he goes, oh, my God. You know, he was just so funny. He hired a van and a woman driver. And I slept in the van on a, you know, the little van couch. And mm-hmm. a woman and driver. it was down by the river? Yes, probably. In a van down by the river? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop <laughs> trying to be funny. And I followed the bus all the way. The first night was in Anderson, Indiana. And in the crowd was Bill Gaither and Sandy Patty and Larnell Harris and Steve Green. All these people from the Gaitherland. You know, that's where yeah. mm-hmm. the mecca of Christian music. And so they were all up there and they were in the audience. And I'm like, oh, my God. I had my little church dress on. I carried my mm-hmm. My Bible everywhere. It was my shield in case all these men wanted me. Mm. <laughs> and it was just so hilarious. And I remember meeting Sandy Patty that night and everything. And he paid for that van and that woman to follow him for like three or four nights until I felt comfortable enough that, yeah, this is a cool guy. He's a man of God. And I got on his bus. That oh. was 30 two years ago and wow. he's still the same man of God and he's still mm. such a good guy he is so dead people always go why don't you date Mark Lowry well first of all there's not enough riddling in the world <laughs> <laughs> well thanks Shonda and thank you all for listening you can check us out on all social media platforms at Christian Music Guys as well as on our website ChristianMusicGuys.com there you can also Find out how you can become a part of our team financially. Thanks again. See you all next week.